0: Time is money. Efficiency is profit. In this episode, I talk to Pete Chadbourne about managing time in a business. What do the seemingly unrelated subjects of industry conferences and advising on insurance have in common? Pete ties these subjects together and makes strong points that conference organisers and product provider executives should listen to. That's all right here in episode 71 of the Marketing, Protection and Finance podcast.
1: Welcome, you're listening to the podcast for financial services professionals looking to share business ideas and inspiration in the world of marketing, protection and finance. For each episode, you can find the show notes and links to things we talked about at rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash mpaf. So let's get on with the show and here's your host, Roger Edwards.
0: Welcome and here we are again with another episode of the Empath Podcast. Whether you're listening to this in the car, on the train, on the treadmill, in the bath, cooking a meal or wherever you are, thanks so much for plugging me and my guests into your headphones. If you enjoy the show, can I ask two quick favours? First, please share the podcast with at least one friend or colleague, either by email or social media. That helps me to grow the audience and to attract guests who want to share their ideas and insight with you. Secondly, I've set up a listener survey where you can give me feedback on the show. What you'd like to hear covered, which guests you'd like to listen to, and your thoughts on the format of the show. It'll only take you two minutes to fill in the questions. Please go to rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash survey, that's rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash survey, and fill out those very few questions. I'll draw one name from the hat in the new year. And send that winner a bottle of champagne. So go on, it just takes two minutes. Please hit pause now, go and fill it in, and then come back. Thank you so much, I really appreciate it. So, let's talk about time management, industry conferences, and Buy Now products, with my guest, Pete Chadbourne. Pete is a well-known UK independent financial advisor, thanks to his frequent appearances in trade media publications. He works at Plan Money in Colchester. So let's get to that interview right here on the Marketing, Protection and Finance podcast. Good morning, Pete. Welcome back to the Empath podcast. Good morning, Roger. Thank you very much. How are you today, Pete?
2: Yeah, not too bad, thanks. Uh, gearing up nicely for Christmas. And where am I Skyping you from today? I'm, I'm at the office in Colchester. In Colchester. Over, overlooking a nice
0: big village green. Excellent. Now, you appeared back on episode two of the Empath podcast just mm. over 18 months ago. Gosh, a lot of water's flown under the bridge since then. Before we get into what we were going to talk about today, Pete, and we're going to review a few of the um, thoughts you had on protection 18 months ago, and also you've got some fascinating thoughts about financial services industry conferences. But before we get to that, maybe just remind everybody A little bit about yourself, where you come from and what you do and what your ambitions are and what makes Pete Chadbourne tick.
2: Yes, certainly. Uh, We're a a typical IFA firm in many ways in that there are six advisors, a team of uh, advisor support administrators. Uh, We've been around for 13, 14 years now. I've been in the industry 25 plus. I think you stop counting after 25, don't you? (laughs) Absolutely right. um, I I guess our, our, our shape and feel is quite similar to traditional IFA firms. And uh, collectively, we advise across the board, typical, I guess, of, of what a regional RFA firm would look like.
0: You would describe yourself as a holistic financial planner, I guess.
2: Yes, absolutely. Yeah, we, 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 we try to focus on, on broader planning. And we do, in fact, position the advisor as a financial project manager. Um, I, I think that fits quite well, where the advisor is, is the relationship manager, if you like, and the point of contact for all matters, and then bring, brings in colleagues and other external specialists to provide this, this holistic approach.
0: I think the last time we talked, Pete, we obviously focused on protection. That's one of the major themes of this podcast. But in the overall scope of holistic financial advice, I think you were expressing a little bit of concern. I think the statement you made to me was that you you really needed someone to help you to stop falling out of love with protection. And one of the reasons for that was that protection products are extremely complicated. The underwriting process is very long, convoluted, can take a lot of your time But compared to the compensation that you get in terms of financial reward, has anything changed in the last eighteen months on that, Pete?
2: Not massively, Roger. I'm afraid to say. There have been some some improvements that, that people like I Pipeline have done with X-ray and that sort of thing. And um, I, I want to talk about the how excited we are about um, underwrite me coming. Uh, I, I believe beginning of next year, because these are the changes that we need to see happen. Just to, to recap, then the. The concerns that I was voicing at the time were observations that this constant or very apparent inability for protection work, anyone giving advice in the protection area, to align uh, these important areas. So client expectation, our workloads, our profit, and the desired outcome for us and our consumer, uh, our, our customers, shouldn't call them consumers, clients, of course. Because within protection, we have these anomalies that don't exist with our areas of work. Uh, one being remuneration, mm-hmm. where the commission rarely matches the work. So we could have a high premium case, which is which is a clean life. Um, uh, never quite like that phrase, but you know we start with, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. So we're often overpaid for that bit of work, and then we can have a low premium, therefore low commission on on a case that has the difficult health issues and so on. Um, I'm not for one second saying that we shouldn't have the have commission within within protection because. It exists across all insurance, and and that's how it works. But it is a factor when you compare it to retirement planning work, investment planning work, IHT planning work, where at the outset we can very clearly articulate, this is the issues that that you you face, Mr. Klein. This is the work that needs to be done. This is what it's going to cost you, And, and we're happy and they're happy, and we know that right from the outset. The other anomaly in protection alongside remuneration is underwriting. Yeah. So the process, of course, uh, the steps like this. So the initial meeting with the client, step one, step two, fact finding, step three, research, step four, recommendation, step five, consideration, Um, reconsidering different alternatives, ready to go, step six, underwriting, and then we're in lucky dip territory you know, who knows exactly what the outcome is going to be. Mm-hmm. So our concern and what we've always tried to do is to bring step six underwriting right back to step two, which is the fact finding process. So we, and I spoke about this in the podcast last time, do what we can. And this is what the likes of x-ray do to, to understand the, the likely outcome right early at the process. So when we're making our recommendation to our client, we pretty much know what the outcome is going to be at that point. So we can manage their expectations and there's, there's fewer surprises. But I don't think that goes far enough. We want to buy our solution because, as consumers, we're used to that. We see what we want. We go, "Yeah, uh, am I happy with that as as a product or a product or a service? Am I happy with the price? I want it. Go." And when and we all know, Roger, don't we, that protection is a reluctant purchase at the best of times. And the industry just seems to do all it can to put people off and give them the opportunity to say, do you know what? I've changed my mind. I wasn't that excited about doing this in the first place. So this buy now and you've got it, I think is is the only answer. So to answer your question which is what has changed we haven't got there yet
0: yeah and and that that's a really good point you know people want to buy something instantly we can buy stuff off off amazon we can have our groceries delivered by doing it online instantaneously and yet protection remains one of those purchases which can take three to six months or longer depending upon the process that you have to go through and, and the and the level of health that you have when you're you apply so I think it's all about the time that it takes not just yourself but also the commitment from the client as well to go through the process and this subject of time management has been niggling away at me in the back of my mind. And people listening to the podcast are going to think that this is a little bit of a tangential shift in in the next question I'm going to ask you. But there is um, logic to this, guys, so please do stick with me. Pete, recently you wrote a fascinating article which appeared in Money Marketing, and the headline was Time, there's that word again, Time to Rethink the Advisor Conference Model. And it was a bit of a ranty article, but a good ranty article, about the the number of conferences that you get invited to as a financial advisor and those could be industry conferences or they could be provider conferences where presumably they're gonna be pushing product to a certain extent mm-hmm. and I think the article was quite scathing not only of the content of these conferences but also and it com- comes back to what we're saying again the time that it potentially takes you not only to travel to the conference the amount of time it takes you out of your day when the reward might not actually be um, huge similarly to what we've been talking about if you if you're um, recommending a small protection policy that then takes six months to go on the on the books the reward to you for your time invested isn't that great so given that's a huge leap in terms of um, subject matter maybe just give us a bit of um, of a feel for what stimulated you to write that article and that then let's see if we can uh, draw those strands together
2: yeah sure it started off uh with a, with conversations with colleagues in the office when you get invited to these conferences and if they're if they're uh, i don't know two months away uh, you look at your diary it's reasonably clear and you, you think yeah I'll, I'll, I'll go to that and of course um like everybody else by the time the the event comes around you're looking at your diary thinking i could really do with not having go." To... <laughs> and, and, and as much as anything it, it's not necessarily the the, the, the conference itself or, or, or the content it is the time it takes to get there mm-hmm so we're based in colchester we're only an hour from liverpool street but nonetheless from our office i've got a two-hour trip to say an event in london Mm -hmm. you'll get invited to ones in cambridge or norwich and they're just as far away so uh, again i do spend as much time traveling as as i can at the event itself and the six of us here if we all traipse off that's a lot of man hours down um so you ask the question you say "Well, we'll, well what will i actually learn from this what first question is What will make me better at doing my job by going to this conference and Mm -hmm. and how important is it? And then, do I actually need to be there? Yeah. The uh, example I cited was MM Wired, where it's it's a short, punchy, sort of 30, 40 minute webcast, and I'm doing it from the comfort of my own desk.
0: Yeah.
2: And that then got me thinking well, it's the same as, for example, how I take in T V these days, you know, it's all catch up and Netflix and I do it at, at my convenience. Uh, rather than, you know, when's the last time that you sort of all sat down and said, Oh, you know, Coronation Street's on in half an hour and it's situated. No, 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 everyone everyone watches it at their own convenience. So so why aren't conferences do doing more of this? Um where there's there's live streaming for example and- and, and that was really the, the the theme of it and 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 saying, why why aren't more conferences thinking along these lines?
0: But well, it was quite an interesting um angle that you took. Uh, and and again, there was a couple of really good quotes I I, I I took from the article. many organizers think think that getting a lineup of chief executives from life offices is going to entice us i.e. the advisor, like awe-inspired teenagers given a chance to meet their pop star <laughs> idols. I think you were definitely on one here, Pete, when you wrote yeah. that, but but really, really good points. And I, I, I guess there's a, there is a difference between the, the high-level industry conference, where maybe the organisers of these conferences think that that's actually what you want. And it's probably the same as a protection provider. A protection provider is probably sitting there thinking, we've got targets to make, so what we need to do is to cut the rates and add a few critical illnesses. And actually, because we're not on the coalface, because we're not doing the advisor's job, we're a little bit hidden from this long process that's causing them so much angst. And in the same way, I imagine the conference organizers are sitting there thinking, we'll give these financial advisors the big cheeses from these life companies because that's who they want to hear but they've probably not even asked you what you want. Right. And what you want, what you're saying you want to me now, is maybe it isn't to to come into London and to sit in a room and listen to somebody for six hours. Maybe it's to be able to log on and watch it live streaming over the internet or the Netflix model, have it there downloadable, a bit like this podcast, I suppose, yeah. and listen to it, watch it, at your own time, when you want, when it's convenient to you and your business.
2: Absolutely, and and, and let's take this this your, your wonderful podcast as an example here, Roger, because you you have a, you have a list a long list now of people who you've interviewed, and someone like me as an advisor say, well, okay, I, I know a lot of these big cheeses. I've sat down and, and shared a beer with them, and they're great people, and they're, and and they're, it's good to spend time in their company. But do I want to hear them talking to me about how I should be doing my job? No. <laughs> but if I can see someone on your list that I, that I would say is is a, is a thought leader, is 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 someone from my peer group, someone who's done something that I think, actually, you know about my job and you've done this. So actually, yes, I want to listen to you, so I can scroll down and go, yes, you. I, I want to listen to you, and that's how I want to take in knowledge and information and insight. There is a constant disconnect between. I think people who put conferences on um, and decision makers within financial services at large, not just not just protection, we want and how we do what we do. And again, something you and I have spoken about in the past is, is that people that work in a, in a particular sector of the industry, and, and let's let's pick on protection here because that's what we're talking about. Um, Just as an example, though, a lot of the the key decision makers and the very clever people that that do what they do in the industry, Mm. and so, of course, they're only focused on that. So if the audience is is very typically someone like me and a firm like ours, where protection is is only part of what we do, a very important part, but only part of what we do, you've got to know what else is influencing us because that, in turn, is influencing how we view protection, which is coming back to this point about about underwriting and, you know, to give you an example, Roger, I'll I'll come in today and I'll see maybe five client cases that I've got to work on. And let's say one of them is protection. Yeah. Now, do I put that case to the top of the pile or do I put it to the bottom? It's instinct versus responsibility. And this is my point. My responsibility argument to myself is saying this is protection. I've got to prioritize this. I have a responsibility to to prioritize this for my client. But then my instinct now is going, oh, Because I'm, I'm back into lucky dip, lucky dip territory. I don't know how much work I'm going to have to put in. I don't know what my client's outcome and my outcome is going to be. I don't know how I can manage their expectations compared to other areas of work, which I can articulate very clearly from the outset what I'm going to do, what the client's going to get out of it, what it's going to cost them, et cetera, et cetera.
0: So time management, I think, is a, a theme to, to both of these things we've been talking about. If companies gave you a better way of managing protection process, that would help. If a conference organiser came up with a online programme or even even a, a, a seminar programme which allowed you to dip in and out, that would also help the time that you commit to that conference. Do you think there is, there's anybody listening in the protection market? You mentioned Underwrite Me before, and a lot of people have mentioned this on the podcast, and it comes up at, uh, at other industry conferences as well, mm. that Underwrite Me is being cited perhaps as the only glimmer of hope that we perhaps have to sort out some of these time management issues that we have in the protection industry. Tell us about your hopes and aspirations for Underwrite Me. Will this fix it for you?
2: Well, for us, it would be a game changer. I'm not over-egging the pudding when I say that, because it will mean that we can get to this this by now this click i've got it mm-hmm. you know when, when we when we've had our meeting with, with our client and we've and we've doing our fact finding and we've they've shared already imparted um not to us but direct to, to underwrite me or anyone else who's doing a similar thing um their medical when i'm doing my research and positioning what the client needs to do and they're saying yeah that's logical that makes sense and, and these are the costs fine go ahead done yeah that's it done as I say, I'm, I'm, I don't think I'm overemphasising the importance of of this because then then it brings protection much more in line with with all the other lines of, of of business that we do.
0: And do you do you think everyone will sign up to this? No,
2: I don't. I don't think they. I don't think they all will. Um, I think the majority will. I, I, I think what uh, we like to call good guys will. will happen. <laughs> Because there's more transparency for those that do and and there's a a, a widely held suspicion from from an advisor's point of view to raise a suspicion that the bigger providers or certainly the ones that play the price game are are also uh, more likely to adopt a preferred underwriting approach and they would get caught out with the likes of underwriting me where the price that they are promoting um, is very rarely the price that the customer actually gets. And I think the ones that have less tendency to do that, I'd like to think, um, will get on board with Underwrite Me because they have nothing to hide, because you know, they're, they're, the prices on, on on a portal that isn't pre-underwritten will be the same as, as underwrite Me, or, or very, very similar. I, I don't think everybody will, but I think, and I hope there'll be enough critical mass, no problem whatsoever in plan money using underwrite Me if enough providers use it, uh, and if there's some that aren't, I don't care. We won't consider them. You know, I'm independent. That's my prerogative.
0: Absolutely. I think this is a subject that um, is is very close to my heart. I mean, I've said it on the podcast so many times now, I'm, I'm almost becoming a stuck record. But this situation we've got ourselves into within the UK protection market, where one in four or even more than one in four of our customers, clients, whatever you want to call them, are not getting the rate which they are being quoted for, is just just outrageous. I mean, it, it doesn't help your reputation when one in four of your customers' expectations are dashed. And the Underwrite Me model and any others that come along like it, at least will make sure that people get the price that they are quoted. And okay, they might be quoted up front, a higher rate, but at least they don't expect a cheap rate only to be told sorry but your height weight ratio is just slightly out of kilter and therefore you're being hammered by a, a loading
2: this 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 price thing roger is, is a complete anomaly in, in my opinion reason why people don't engage is because it, it's an, a very unfriendly uh, process and i mean that for for advisors as well and this is my point here because if i say it, it's not a pleasant journey for the consumer everyone's going to say well, yeah we know all of that the point I want to make here is that it's not for advisors. You know, when the industry, year after year after year, is saying, what can we do to promote protection better? What can we do to get advisors more engaged? Why aren't these <laughs> um, uh, investment advisors, advising protection? It's for this reason. It's because it's not an, an enjoyable experience for us either. And before anyone says, Oh, you've got a you've got an obligation, you've got a duty, you care to do it i'm running a business here if there are if there is more work to do than there is hours in the day to do it that's going to start influencing how advisors behave and if protection is seen as a problematic bit of work in relation to uh, other lines of work I, I i want to do that last and and that's not a good position for the protection industry to be in.
0: Pete, thanks so much for coming on the podcast again and very eloquently describing some of the issues that we face in the protection industry and also some very interesting comments, related comments, about how the industry runs its conferences. And I think there's some food for thought there for Life Company chief executives as well as conference chief executives. Before we go, Pete, as you know, I always like to finish with a four. Quick fire business questions. So here comes the first one. If there was one thing, and I know you already gave me one 18 months ago, but if there was one thing that you would change about the financial services industry, if someone gave you a magic wand to wave, what would it be?
2: well uh, I don't want to re- repeat myself Roger so I'll have to have had to think of something different and actually it's not hard it would be equal accountability for all those operating in in, in financial services and I mean particularly pension scams off the back of pension freedoms at the moment you've got um, advisory firms, you know, in, with a small a masquerading as, as you know, in association with, with the government and so on, uh, offering free reviews. I think it's, it's
0: shocking that, that that is allowed to, to, to go on in this day and age. Has there been a business model or a campaign that's caught your attention in the last year? Tell us what it was and what you liked about it.
2: Well, it's not going to surprise you to say that it's under me. Uh, <laughs> with, with, what, with what they've been doing, what they're talking about, uh, uh, how they're going to operate, and uh, as I say, I, I believe I'm right in saying um, coming in uh, hopefully Q1 next year.
0: Has there been an app or a gadget in the last 18 months in addition to the one that you told us about last time that's made a huge difference in your working life?
2: Yeah, I'm g- going to give you two. I, I'm going to, you know, my two two passions are um, music and cycling and so uh, with music it would be Spotify Yeah, uh, <laughs> and uh, I love the Strava app for cycling uh, for, for everything that does and that's quite popular so I'm sure
0: people will know about that. What's the best business book you've read in the last 18 months Pete? Tell us what it was and what you liked about it so much.
2: I haven't actually read a business book really in, okay. in the last 18 months and if you remember from before I'm not a great one necessarily for business books so I'm going to give the same answer if that's okay <laughs> the last time which was Who Who Moved My Cheese by Spencer Johnson. Uh, and I love because it's short and punchy and it focuses on on how to handle change and, and the importance of keep looking for opportunities and it's something that we can share around and easy read.
0: Fantastic Pete before we go just remind everyone how they can get in touch with you I'm sure there might be somebody wants to talk about your views or a journalist or whatever it might be or hopefully some potential clients so what's the best way to connect with you?
2: You can connect with me on Twitter at pete chadbourne you can find me on linkedin and uh, if if you google plan money you'll find our website and you can contact me through there as well
0: fantastic pete as always thanks very much for talking to me today let me wish you every success for the future and i hope to catch up with you again soon probably at some social event after a conference in london pleasure thank you roger
1: listening to the marketing protection and finance podcast do please look at the show notes at rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash mpaf for links to the apps and topics and books we discussed if you enjoyed the show please leave a review on itunes simply visit rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash itunes and leave a review If you are a provider or advisor or journalist and you have a product, campaign or business model you'd like to talk about, please get in touch. You can be the next guest on the show. And do remember, nothing we talk about on the show is financial advice of any kind. It's all just thoughts and opinions, okay?